Welcome to the Amp, the alternative music podcast, where we review albums, do musician interviews, and sometimes we play games designed to make you giggle. So this week we're going to be reviewing Expanding, Expanding Anyway by Morning Teleportation. And the first song is Boom. So, Boom Puma, it starts off kind of chaotic, man. Yeah, really grainy. Uh, yeah, lots of distortion, and they—I feel like they, the band gives the song a hundred and ten percent. I feel like they give every song that, but this song is—it's very spazzy. Yeah. It's all over the place. Yes, it's like a yeah, Tasmanian devil. Yes, you got that ragtime piano in there, and they just got—they're showing all their tricks, and it is—it is awesome. I would think that it was one of Jack White's, like, side bands if I just heard it on the radio. Yeah, I, I could see that. Because you got, you got the bass pumping along with the big tom drum. They're, like, doing the same kind of rhythm. You got the yep. Jack white vocals. You got that gritty-ass, dirty sound. You got, uh... I love the, the money vocal pre-chorus. Yep. That's fucking badass. I like when they... The talk box. Yeah, that's totally uh, yeah, like, what I put down. Uh, a talk box or intense, intense wah. I couldn't figure it out. Either way, it sounds it sounds like Peter Frampton. Yeah, but Peter Frampton never did it so good. No, it's like if Jack White stole yeah. the talk box from Peter Frampton and just yep. desecrated it. <laughs> I, I, I like this as the first album, or the first song on the album, because it's got this wide spectrum of different moods and vibes and sounds. Like, it basically takes you through the whole uh, the whole spectrum of what the band can do, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the song, it mellows out really nicely, too. Like, so, it, it does, it starts off chaotic so you can get you get that then uh get lots of rocking and jamming <sighs> and then you get a really nice chill factor i just want to point out that uh, on the cover of this album there's all kinds of wacky animals and like a weird human being guy that looks like jermaine from fly the concords I was just looking at that guy. <clears throat> and then there's That's like funny. a yellow version of Watto from Star Wars. Oh, Eddie! Like, there's an octopus, and above the octopus there's like a dove. And then over to the left is like an elephant. I like that there's uh, the shark, and it looks like the squid is like harpooning the shark. Yeah, there's a little blood on the shark. There's a snake that's like biting the shark and a unicorn coming out from the snake. It's actually a uh, elk. Oh, okay. 
not a 90s. That's what I thought it was. See, by the end of the six-minute song, I forgot how the beginning started off. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was talking about, the chill factor, like, the way that it transitions is so smoothly, too. Yeah, three and a half, you're just kind of like in this floaty part of the song. It's just way yeah. different from the bluesy, like, Black Keys, George Thurgood starts in the song. Yep. Really enjoyed it. It's the same. It has a very awesome uh, transition from the first song, Boom Puma, and it's just a really nice flow. I really thought the song was incredibly catchy. Yeah, I can definitely see this on um, on the radio and on like those radio stations that they'll give you a little uh, preview of indie music. Yep. I can see this being in the top five. Yeah. One thing that blows me away on this whole album, it's very guitar-driven. Like, all the little stuff, intricate things that the guitar is doing. And uh, it's got a very sweet, warm tone the whole time. Yeah, it's it's so happy. It's uh, really a upbeat, positive uh, album. The drums, too, Especially like, they're, they're understated. But they leave a lot of room for the rest of the band to just kind of freak out and expand. Yeah. And then sometimes they show up and they, they do you know, kind of a badass marching beat or something like that. Yep. I, you know, I could totally just sing along with this song. Like, I bet you car. have. I bet you have. Oh, heck yeah, man. Do you sing in the shower? All the time. Mostly, though, when I'm driving. I thought you were going to say when you're drunk. Oh. Mostly though when I'm drunk driving is when I sing <laughs> <laughs> I really just like to let myself go And close my eyes while I drunk drive <laughs> Swerving into this I guarantee you if Tom ever gets into a drunk driving accident It'll be to some kind of song like this Probably In the breakdown in the song It's really cool that the, You hear the drums start going and the bass is rocking. Yeah, that guitar, man, how it comes in. Fucking awesome. Yeah. This song, yeah, this is. band is what I wanted Modest Mouse to be because he only does the crazy singing sometimes. Yep. So this is my answer to you telling me or asking me why I don't like Modest Mouse. I'm like, well, dude, I like morning teleportation. Is that cool enough? It is. Yeah, it is. Nice. This is and this is an upbeat version of Modest Mouse.
I just, yeah, I really, I really also, uh, I, I love the, uh, instead of lyrics the whole time, they, they throw their woe-woes and la-las, that song had a good example, and I like how it ended. Yeah, it's a very commercial song, three, three minutes, 13 seconds, I think it's probably the most commercial on the album. I agree. So, song three, Snow Frog vs. Motor Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> name for a song. This is like, um, Spy vs. Spy car chase music right here. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the intro is, uh, it's a little jarring. But that bass line is, uh, freaking awesome. Can you imagine if you were trying to poop and somebody's blasting in with a boombox and just blaring this in your face, how hard it'd be to take a poop? I'd be nervous expecting somebody to jump out or something to come up from the toilet, but... Get off that toilet. I've got a <laughs> silence PP7 with your name on it. Get up! <laughs> like, old school James Bond villain going to kill you? That's it, dude. This would be his uh, theme song slash interest music. And he always kicks open the door. Yeah. Even if it's like one of those doors that's just made of hanging beads, he always kicks that open too. Kicks <laughs> he tries to kick them down. He's <laughs> flying around. He'll kick uh, screen doors. He'll fucking kick holes in them and it tear through them. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but there's a distorted, kind of squishy, weird track underneath the guitars. Yeah. And then, uh, it turns into, uh, the Russian dance theme. Yeah, it does. Kind of like Gokul and Bordello start wearing purple. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about him. Another cool artist. It's, um, the whole band plays together so well. It really shows it in the song. Yeah, like, everybody's singing... It's all fucking tight. This could be in like an Ocean's 11, 12, or 13 soundtrack. Hell yeah. yeah that, that guitar, uh, that squishy thing, and also just what the guitar's doing itself is really cool. The fucking clapping? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, serious, listening to the song, I feel like there's like 12 people in this band. To pull it off. How many people are there? Five. There's like this, uh. I don't know, I already said rushing. Rushing. I don't. What's the dance where they fucking like cross their arms and they do this weird kick where they go all the way down and kick? And they go, hey. Hey! <laughs> hey! I don't, I don't know what it's called, I know what you're talking about. It's called and scissoring. Scissoring! Scissor kicking. Fuck yeah. And then, uh... In the song, it mellows out really nice. Yeah, and then yeah. you get more, uh... More talk box. Which like, is really sweet. It's like a, uh... A spicy, drum-driven, chill-out, passionate driving song. Some out vocals. Yeah, I like to take shots for this song. Body shots? Whatever. Or like jello shots. Like you get like vaccines <laughs> for this song. 
it's crazy. Uh, like, I I wonder if he was just playing with the cock box, and then he's like, that sounds like Motor Cobra, so I'm just gonna sing about a Motor Cobra. <laughs> Actually, what happened is he kept busting into the studio while they were trying to record food tracks and just underlined <laughs> the, the talk box. And they're like, "All right, Jeff, I guess, uh, I guess you got your way. Put him in the song." <laughs> you know, yeah, the song would be so cool to see live, or this band song, the song especially, but. Everything it's so crazy what how everybody's doing it and it's not it doesn't sound bad with everybody playing all gnarly because they're playing together. Could you imagine having sex to this song with the changes in tempo and vibe? <laughs> One minute, dude, you're just oh, and then the next minute, like <laughs> you know, it would just be all over the place. Yeah, dude, switching positions. Throwing her, hopping from a missionary to doggy to God knows. You have like this little uh, beatnik chick during the soft, like chill parts, and you're kind of just making love. And then right when it turns into this fucking rush dance thing, you just throw her off and grab this crazy ass like African chick and just go to. <laughs> So now we have Expanding Anyway, which is the title track of their album. And uh, this this song is so positive. And uh, it's it's awesome. I really am fond of the vocal. I, yeah. Yeah, that's it's awesome. And, uh, which is weird for me because I usually that's usually the thing that kills songs and bands for me. I know, I know exactly what you mean. The uh, I I want to shout a, shout, dude. Like not just sing, <laughs> but I want to shout along with the vocals. <laughs> I just want to shout. I just want to shit right now. Yell at the top of shout. my lungs along with them. <laughs> I put this on, dude, when I'm in the shower sometimes, and I just fucking know. <laughs> this song is, uh, it's, this would be their, if they could break through to the mainstream, this would have been their song that did it. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of like an Irish drinking song, because everyone is singing together. Yep. And it doesn't matter if you're slightly off key or just really wasted, just as long as we can hear your voice. <laughs> and uh, the guitar, as usual, very sporadic, but very pinpoint in all the notes it hits. It's not, it's not sloppy. It's not too distorted. 
No, it's very crisp, and uh, I'd say it's not distorted at all. It has a really cool effect. It does like these cool descending lines, and it just kind of weaves itself in between the vocals. Yeah. It's got its own space, it knows where it's supposed to exist, and it doesn't jump into other people's bubbles. Yes, that's true. And the rest of the band plays around it, too, while letting the guitar shine, and the shine, like... I, I just, I can't say enough how perfect... And if you listen to it, what a good job they, they did on the song. It's like, refreshing. Did you listen to this yes. in headphones or no? Yeah. Oh yeah. So like the guitar, they totally put on the left side, so it's in your left ear, and you got the bass in your right ear. And yep. I don't, I don't know how it works, but it's like two pieces of a sexy pie. Yeah. It's like um pumpkin and apple pie. I don't know. Yeah. Or, uh, the cheese on. American cheese on a, an apple pie. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I've never had uh, had that, but I know you, you have. I have had it. My grandma likes it, and you know why I like it? It's because it's nostalgic. Hmm. But like, I'm gonna expand upon what you said and said. Uh, go ahead and say a pe- uh, big helping spoonful of vanilla ice cream. Nice, nice, or whipped cream. Yeah, there were. Or both. Fuck it, both. Yeah, dude, with the cherry on top. So we have track five, Crystalline. Yes, we do. And uh, this is a very bipolar song. It is, and this is the first song that uh, kind of starts off downbeat on the album, and um, it's kind of got a really cool harp uh, guitar thing going on. Yeah, those harmonics on the guitars are fucking sexy, and it's weird because it's something I could totally see myself just jamming out to, like all by myself on the guitar, and just going, man, this doesn't need anything else. Yeah. So yeah. it's cool that they were able to fit other badass things on top of it. Yep. And then, um, yeah, so the song the song is kind of downbeat, and then the chorus kicks in. Um, I can see why you like that. And it, get, it gets upbeat. Mm. That's an understatement, dude. <laughs> it picks up and it goes from uh, kind of sad to happy. And I really like the visuals that you get from his lyrics. Um, and um, God, I should have should have wrote it down. I, I can't remember what he says. Um, I think it's from tur- touring, you know, and because uh, they're traveling all the time and they they can't they don't get a chance to appreciate it, all the places that they're going. Mm. Because they're moving from city to city and they can't take it in, but it's all so pretty. That's the lyrics, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Like, you get that too when you fly into somewhere and you have like a a, a layover in a certain state, and you're like, wow, I can see outside. I wish I could go around and cruise, but I got 47 minutes till I gotta jump on a plane, so I guess I'll just stop at work and get a fucking go. Yeah. It's and like then, like, yeah, 
at, at like two minutes and five seconds, the song really starts picking up. And the bass is just thriving, which I love that. I love when people at the bass, he gets to do what he wants. The guitar is doing its cool thing. The vocals are encouraging. They're just laws, but it's awesome. It's, it, it starts out very sweet and melancholy, kind of floaty, and then it blasts in like this goose-step kind of a rhythm with the fucking drums and the guitar does its Tasmanian thing again. Yep. Yeah. And then there's that fucking modest mouse vocal cracking shit that, that, uh, <laughs> that, I, that I know you love. Oh, I do. I do. I feel the only only three talented singers do that. It's true, you know. Like Robert Plant live had his had his share of vocal crack, but I don't think he <laughs> meant to do it. But he did it. That's right. Well, I mean, out of uh, singers nowadays, everybody else like on the radio just does off the tune, which is fucking nonsense. Here's the fucking Nazi two-stepping rhythm I was talking about. The dun 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 yeah. dun. Yeah, that that's freaking. The song gets serious, dude. Like it, it goes from uh, kind of airy, like, floating around to the shit gets yeah, gets serious. It's like, like this beat like this tune. Yeah. 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 That's how you know how talented this band must be. Like, or tight they must be together. Yeah, and now this, this uh, relaxed again. This song like really takes you on a journey. And here's those uh, sweet harmonics, kind of reminiscent of uh, Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like just straight out of Lindsey Buckingham's book, and it's such a good book to take from. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, dude. He he might not have either. Like, you know, I might be putting uh, the proverbial words or notes in his mouth, but... Bam! <laughs> Nazi music. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Martian Hammers of the floor. Yeah, yeah, dude. Totally picture some uh, crazy uh, pig thing going on in here. I like that ragtime piano that they, they use. So we have track six, Daydream Electric Storm. And how it starts off, I'm really curious where it's going to go. Because it's really chill. They got their cool harp going on and the acoustic guitars. Tom? And that's really all it goes. Do you yeah. think that they came up with the guitar or the vocals first? Which one do you think is following the other at the beginning? I think they wrote all the instruments and vocals after the instruments, to be honest. Okay. I feel that way about the whole album. Oh yeah, I do remember this fucking song vividly now. I, I went back to the exact same place uh, listening to it this time. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is he talking about? This must be a very personal song. 
Daydream Electric. Yeah. When with a title like that, I'm expecting some crazy, crazy shit to come out. Some electrical shit, but. Well, it's weird because, like, Daydream, you know, Daydream's a very melancholy, kind of dreary thing. And it's like you're looking at an electric storm from a distance. Like when we drove through Kansas and we watched that crazy tornado storm like light up the skies, but it was like yeah. three miles away. Yeah. And I guess this right here would be considered the uh, electric storm, but this is like it's all um, acoustic. This is like Eddie Van Halen doing his impression of an electric storm. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. This is the only uh, acoustic track on the album. Oh, yeah, like all acoustic? Yeah. Except for, like, that uh, crazy uh, wave sound. Yeah. yeah. Unless they recorded it by an ocean. <laughs> but, yeah, so it had a really nice end. <laughs> that was Daydream uh, Electric Storm. Had a beautiful name to the song. Okay, so this is track seven. Wholehearted Drifting Sense of Inertia. And uh, I put uh, in my brain, is Isaac Brock guest starring on vocals here? What's going on? What's going on, Tom? I I don't think Isaac uh, oh, really? is in the album at all. Oh, really, Tom? I, I really don't. I think that, he went on credited. I didn't get that at all. I like that, though. I like it because uh, it's very up. voice isn't so high. Um, well, there's just like sporadic moments where it sounds like... Yeah, early Modest Mouse. Did he bust into the studio, kick open the door, and like just hold him hostage and say, I'm going to record vocal tracks? <laughs> Not that he would have to. He put like, a gun to his head and made him <laughs> scream a little. I need some screaming. Like, they put him on speakerphone in the studio, and I'm like, all right, just yell into the receiver, and I'll put it up to the condenser mic. <laughs> they Skyped him in, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> How, um, this song just transitions from, uh, the previous song, Daydream Electric Storm. It's really, uh, it's really awesome. And I really get, like, a faith, a, a safe pace. A safe feeling from uh, a song. You know, and then he starts shouting. <laughs> I figured this is probably your favorite song on the album. What's that? I figured this is your favorite song on the album. You're wrong. Are you sure? Yeah. It's nine minutes long, dude. I know. I know. I love that, that it's that long. <laughs> but uh, we'll get into that at, at the end of the, the album review. Did, did you feel like it was... Kind of electric bluegrassy. Yeah, that's a perfect way to um, describe it, dude. And you know how they use the horns in this song? Oh, yeah. This is the way horns should be used in rock and roll. Wow. Uh, didn't think I'd ever hear you fucking say that, dude. They're, they're properly used. I can't. They, they don't take away anything, they only add to it, which is good. So they're on par with cake. As far as their horn usage, they're better than cake. Ah, better than cake. 
Let them eat cake. Cake, cake overdoes it sometimes. <laughs> and the breakdown, the first breakdown in the song is so badass. The keyboards are cool. Oh yeah. Horn blasts and organ slides. I mean, those wove into a nine minute song, and I mean, you just you can't go wrong. This is like five songs rolled into a big ass burrito. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, this is a five layer burrito. <laughs> you got that crisp snare drum sound going through the whole thing. And, uh, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't, uh, make note of where. They do the whole transition into the um, kind of epic 16-bit Sega Genesis. Yeah, part. dude, I, t- I was totally yeah. I, I feel like I just uh, peed a really uh, hard old NES or Sega game. That's so <laughs> funny. That's that's the exact same feeling that I get. Um, that's that's coming up. Like right here, it transitions. There we go. Hell yeah. It's like Pitfall meets, like, Centipede. Yeah. It's so, um... It's soothing. See, this, is your, this is your favorite song on the album. Don't lie to me anymore. <laughs> nine minutes of goodness. It is nine minutes of goodness. Just statistically, but... this has to be your favorite. <laughs> Right here. Yes, this is one I just beat. The hardest Sega Genesis game in the world. And they reward you for it. It's like, who, who decided, like, which which one of the members decided, hey, you know what would be cool after that part of the song? Let's just go into uh, this crazy Sega Genesis keyboard. Bro, I just had a great idea. Like, what if you got... The best old, like, 8-bit, 16-bit um, video game music designers together to collaborate on a fucking album, dude. Like, you get dude, Ogil Nakasaki and Chubio <laughs> Wamawami, dude, and they fucking get together. There is a, there is a, some guys that do that. Um, they, yeah, they, 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 they just like make music off of uh, Sega. Like the Metroid guy, the fucking Centipede guy, <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers guy, the uh, Frogger guy. Get them all together, dude. I want to hear, hear what they come up with. <laughs> that would be cool. Hey, what is the hardest Sega Genesis game? I don't know. Probably uh, the first uh, Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> the fr- you know, it's funny. I remember trying to beat that. The first boss is like this big, fat, tall, drunk old guy with like a a Stone Cold Steve Austin vest and a bar. (laughs) He's just got this huge saber. (laughs) Did they have glass breaking? They should have. They definitely should have. But yeah, then uh, I love it when this band just uh, jams out. It's it's really a uh, really tight. I wonder how they uh, do their their sectioning the songs. I wonder if they just weave jams together by recording them individually and then they figure out what works. 
Or if this all just comes to him in one burst. I don't know. If they're on some type of drug when they're doing it, (laughs) (laughs) they need to let us know. They just, like, before they go and jam out, they eat the equivalent of a Thanksgiving meal. And they're just really, really relaxed. They got the tryptamine flowing. They just... (laughs) If they eat, eat, like, four turkey breasts. They're all sitting in, like, an easy chair. Even the drummer. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking a huge 22-ounce lager. Yeah, and then they chase it with some eggnog. (laughs) And brandy. So they got a nice buzz, too, to go (laughs) along with that uh, tryptamine from the turkey. And then some, like, some sultry Spanish, like, horn players, trumpet players just walk down the stairs and they're like, hey, we're here, and they show up and they just blast in. (laughs) Three beautiful uh, women sex players. (laughs) I thought you were commenting (laughs) on the Spanish horn players. Three beautiful Spanish male horn players just walk in. (laughs) No, I was making a Sid, Sid Barrett reference. Because <laughs> this, seriously, if Sid Barrett was uh, from our generation, this would be the stuff that he would have been coming up with. It's coincidental that you say that because there is a very, very, very Pink Floydish outro to this song. Yeah. It's actually the same as the intro, a little bit different. But as I listened to it, I actually was taken back to Dark Side of the Moon. Breaking in the sky? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how, how it ends is it's just so nice. It's such a nice way to end this song. I mean, that first note as they fade into it, totally great game in the sky. Yeah, it is. That's funny. I didn't even, uh, did not get that until you just said that. That's, I, I hear it though now. Sorry. So, track eight, just a figment. You know what? And see, I I feel like he's singing about a video game. Harmonies in life. Yeah. Yeah. And don't don't tell us that we're wasting our time. I feel like his parents or his dad probably always told him, "Hey, you're wasting your life." It's so good, dude. That fucking harmony, that little line right there that they're singing together yeah. with the horn playing along. Yeah, I agree. It's it's like the horn, um, it's a the little horn bitter, is, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you need that bitter and sweet. Uh, it's pretty fun. It's really a beat. Like, um, the instruments and stuff. I feel good. This kind of shit is what I wanted Rob to do on the horns. Like, I just wanted to add a little spice to this. You know, you, you can't... You can't do it with the saxophone, though. You need a different horn. You could. You still need a... You, you need somebody... You need a... A sultry person on the horn. You know what I mean? Need somebody that can do the, the crunk dance. That wants to do a note for a longer period of time. Rob wanted to do, like, guitar solos with the sax. He wanted to do what Beyonce and Mariah Carey do with their voice on the sax. Uh, <laughs> I just threw up a blow in my mouth. <clears throat> I just pooped. 
Objection! Extremely racist! Dude, this breakdown, though, in the song, getting back on track, is uh, <laughs> really, really awesome. It's excellent. Yeah, there's like this weird Tom Sawyer-esque like keyboard synth thing going, wow, in the background. Yeah, yeah, dude. Getty, Getty would be proud of these guys. Dude, Getty was uncredited on this album. He was there. <laughs> Fucking Lindsey Buckingham was there. Isaac Brock and Getty Lee were all here. And Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> dude, could you imagine if those four all got together and made a band? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a super band. Jeez. They, that, they would, that would be so chaotic, dude. I don't. I would not enjoy that band, dude. There's Chicken Foot, and then there'd be like, like uh, Falcon Devil Tower. Point. Yeah. <laughs> Falcon Tower. Oh. Yeah, dude. The effects are really sweet. And the way how they transitioned into this breakdown, uh, it's awesome. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't understand how you go from one mode to another. Like, it must be two different jams, and you splice them together, right? Yeah. Unless you just wow. stream the I mean, yeah. I found myself just, throughout the album, listening to it, just constantly just going like, wow, how the, how the, did they do this? What? <laughs> they're just music prodigies, dude. And I, I really love how they're doing that. You can thank Getty Lee for that. That's his idea. And then it goes and into then like this The song just keeps getting more epic. It's just, it continuously gets better and better. Yeah, it's like they start out with this little Zelda, a Link in Time kind of harpsichord thing, and you're like, yep. well, where's that going to go? And then the drums come in, and there's a drum beat, and you're like, holy shit, okay. Yep, and then the vocals this start sound, coming this in. This sounds like another band. Can you, did you put anything like, in your head about what this sounds like right here? No, who, who does it remind you of? Like, kind of like Nada Surf. Oh, it kind of does, huh? Just the way the guy's voice sounds. Yeah, he, he does kind of have a nod. When, he, when he's singing and not doing any of the shouts and stuff, when he's actually singing pretty, yeah. he does sound like Donna Shirt. He's gorgeous. Gorgeous. God. And here, here's the horns being used correctly again. This band's horn player, I would pat him on his back. Or her. I'm pretty sure it's a dude guy, though. I would kiss the nape of his neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's re it's really good and crisp, a good straightforward um, chorus. I mean, it's just really good. Yeah, I it, I honestly don't want this to ever end. I, <laughs> they could. <laughs> I can really take a dump to this song. Get this to continue to build, and look at that. We got a little shouting going now, some guitar solos coming with it. How can they continue to build? We need to get more band members in the band right now. So this can go on for another 10 minutes. We need a harmonica solo. We need a, um, <laughs> some bells. 
This literally is bringing a tear to my eye. So, track nine, Foreign Planes. Fuck yeah. Best riff on the album. Right here. <laughs> Dude, it, it just completely grabs you from uh, just a, a figment. Like, how that ended and then co- coming into this, it's just like, whoa. I feel like I was riding Falcor's back from a never ending story. To this uh, dirty, grubby. Grubby. <laughs> fingerprints all over this song. <laughs> like a, this... Uh, a computer screen that's a touchscreen. It's grubby. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was eating some greasy ass French fries and <laughs> left them off. <laughs> They're marked everywhere. See, I'm in a predicament because I'm like, that guitar riff is fucking badass. And then it yeah, goes it to like this kind of less cool thing where he's singing too, and I'm like, is the less cool thing where he's singing making the guitar riff better, or is it vice versa? No, I, I think uh, the guitar the guitar riff is definitely. I like when it, it lightens up, and it's it's just like the guitar. It's a flamenco esque fucking thing. I could just imagine his right hand just like flicking, dude. Like he's just a really flamboyant gay guy. And he's just going, oh no, oh no, oh no, all of When the um, song cleans up, it's just. It's excellent. It's got this like Rush esque keyboard. There's Getty B on the keyboard. Yeah. They wouldn't let him play bass. They're just like, do that 70s organ sound. Splice that. That's a good one. Splice that. God, the band's so tight. And this breakdown is just amazing. That guitar reminds me of like a schizophrenic man. Just running around. It makes me think of a pig. <laughs> like that. I seriously picture a, a pig squilling, dude. <laughs> David Gilmour. Like those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the guitar reminds you of that? <laughs> yeah. When, when they do like the quick uh, solos. Can you imagine if um, Lou Reed did the vocals for this instead of uh, this guy? Oh no, dude! That would ruin the song. I would take you down, yell, to the dude. Canyon and I will yeah. slit off your boots. I will wear flip flops to your funeral. <laughs> he needs to collaborate with this band, dude. <laughs> My pocket watch hasn't worked in twenty-nine years. Dude, that yell is so goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> and that like phaser on the guitars, dude. That effect is amazing. I don't even know how to describe that fucking sound. 
Dude, they clearly worked with uh, the Edge too. Oh yeah, they like borrowed his uh, his effects rig. <laughs> yeah. They borrowed his lackey too that controls it. <laughs> with his little uh, Dobby. <laughs> his Dobby. <laughs> his, his house the house elf. His house elf Dobby. <laughs> They, they paid uh, Bono to control the guitar effects rig. He's like, I really don't understand how this shit works. He's like, just push buttons, dude. I'll jam out, you push buttons. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all that he's doing is just turning knobs <laughs> and pushing different buttons. That's, I've seen dude, that's how the band's able to go from uh, all these different uh, crazy sounds. So, track 10, Cold Weather Sunshine. If anybody knows the band Warrant, this is like the beginning of the song Uncle Tom's Cabin. <laughs> just going to put that out there. But then it can This song had a nice change from um, the last one. It's, um, and you know what? This song is kind of a, a downer. I think this is the only song that's a downer on the whole album. I'm not gonna call it a filler, but like, it could have not been on the album and I would have been totally cool. Yeah, yeah. Apparently they liked it for some reason. They displayed some sort of uh, emotion or uh, idea they wanted to get across. Clearly, Isaac Rock um, Clearly. forced them to put <laughs> this on there. <laughs> Look, guys, you no, fucking it's, asked it's me cool, to be Skype. It's cool how, uh, <laughs> I like uh, how they doubled him, or maybe the other guy's singing along, too. Yeah, it did put cool, uh, cool harmony work when I was yeah. thinking about this. It's really jury. Yeah, I'm happy that the song is only a minute and 40 seconds. Any longer, and it would have been horrible. It reminds me of that Crash Test Dummy song. Like, (laughs) 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 so track 11, Banjo Disco. And it automatically picks up from uh, the uh, Cold Weather Sunshine, which was a downer. So, I think that's why they put that song on there, to make this song more Not so jarring. And it really has a nice start. That Once that banjo kicks in there, it's just like, yes. It's like this weird, weird, like, Middle Eastern Indian country hick thing going on. It's like culture clash. <laughs> they, uh, they're using any tool that they can, and I like that. It, this song really gets your attention. It's like if a bingo taga had sex with a bobcat. This is what that would sound like. 
I really like the uh, vocals and his lyrics. I get a really cool mental image. Like, it really paints a picture in my mind. It makes me want to play the banjo. Yeah, it does. Here comes the crazy Armenian hick transplant. It's like an Armenian techno dance mixed with. Dude, like this is banjo disco. Yeah, banjo disco. Those effects are so cool. The song title is absolutely. Yeah. I would. God, I would. Seriously, I need to see the fan live because I. I just need to see them do this song live. You should be a girthy for them, dude. <laughs> I want to see him. I picture the guy rocking the banjo, slapping his foot. He would be he's pounding it. He'd have like stiletto heels, pounding it. <laughs> I picture the singer like stroking his tie, like he has a really long tie, and he's just pulling on it the whole time. I think the uh, singers are guitarists, dude. Well, that explains a lot, dude. Because the vocals <laughs> and guitars are very schizophrenic. Yeah. I'll tell you what, dude. This would be a horrible drug trip song because it just changes so much. <laughs> right when you start to get into something, it changes. You know what? If I did drugs, I would love to be on this. Like, listen to this album. <laughs> if I didn't get sick when I smoked pot, like doing recreational drugs. This song would be it. If I didn't turn into a huge world-class fuckhead when I was drinking, dude, I would love this song. (laughs) 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 Oh, here comes the uh, awesome breakdown. Dude, I think every breakdown on this album is awesome. It's really hard when you say breakdown because it's like the whole, there's 20 breakdowns on a song. <laughs> but in this song, you really know what I'm talking Don't about. Be from a typical uh, band, dude, <laughs> getting one breakdown in one song. There we go. It sounds like fucking uh, Seahawks or Seagulls. Fine, <laughs> fine. Kidding on everything. I picture in my mind, dude, after they get done playing this, their hand just clamping up. song on the album, Treble Chair. A lot of crazy R rolling in this song. <laughs> the song starts off badass. The bass lines are rocking. The vocals are cool. Perfect use of horns. 
I want to dance to the song. I, uh, like to, uh, get rid of the profession of rolling my arms. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, I feel like I've heard that song. Isn't that familiar? That's how good it is. I guess, dude. It's so fucking original. I feel like I've known it for my whole <laughs> life. The breakdowns are amazing. Like, uh, I don't... I, what would you call that right there? That's not really a breakdown. Interlude? I don't know yet. This song is fucking a piece, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's like some fucking sultry ass 70s porno horns or like synth <laughs> horns going on here, right? Dude, but there's also like the actual horn going on too. Yeah, and there's a guitar following it. They're all doing and that bass line. It's a party and all instruments are invited. Yeah, I, I'm surprised I don't hear a death tambourine. Jeez. And then this breakdown right here is crazy. Fucking crazy shaky vibrato voice. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you hear that horn, dude? That is... That's bullfighting music. Yeah, that is. It's good. This is, a. Uh... I, I am pro-horns, if they're played properly. Back into the uh, awesome jamming. <laughs> Is that really what he's saying? Chewbacca, Chewbacca. I have no idea what the fuck he's saying. Dude. He might be saying mbop. That's what I was. That's what I always shouted when I heard it when I'm driving. Correction, it was Jewback. You back, you back. Dude, isn't this shit just keep each other close? It's just awesome. The transition again. Like, how did they do that? Like Netflix, how they went into this thing, it's, it's just so beautiful. You know this world is a lunatic spirit. Hey, yo, hey, yo. This fun. I don't think I've ever heard an album where the fun has been 
throughout the album that I appreciated what it brought to the album. Through it, like, more. His vocals right there might be the highlight of the album. <laughs> so like somebody's just stabbing him with a knife in the chest. Dude, like I said, this, the breakdowns. And the transitions. You get three different songs with this. It's it's one song. I'm serious. They should charge like double Amazon and iTunes and things like that because. <laughs> no, dude. I bought this album for you. I, I seriously bought this album like five times to give it to people. I was so impressed with it. Well, you've come a long way from being legal downloading it, so I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Are legitimately supporting artists. You're good, yeah. The instruments are so great right now, dude. This was a great way to end the album. It's really dreamy. I like that guitar. It goes, it ascends and then fades away. Yeah. That real dreary keyboard that's kind of doing like a music box type of sound. Yeah. Yeah, um, okay, so some questions here. Your favorite moment of the album? We'll start with Tom and then we will do Carrick. My favorite moment of the album. At first, I didn't really care for uh, the song Crystalline. I really came to uh, like that song, and that became my favorite song. And I really enjoyed myself shouting at the top of my lungs while um, driving and shouting at people, yelling. <laughs> Drunk driving to work, dude. Not even from work to work. You're already drunk. <laughs> That's that is the beauty of working in the beer industry. I get to be drunk all the time. It's permitted. Yep. It's encouraged. Gotta <laughs> get fucking drunk. Don't be a pussy. Where? Sample the product. Okay, so my favorite part of the album was the riff that continues from the beginning of Foreign Planes. I think that riff's badass. There's a lot of good stuff to choose from, but if I had to just hold on to one piece of the album, I could dig that. How about this? You have to make a hashtag, aka Twitter, and using one hashtag, how would you describe this album? Dynamic. Hashtag dynamic. Hashtag dynamic. (laughs) And you, Tom? Hashtag revolutionary. Ooh, Ooh I love time, it. Time. If you could say one thing, it can be a word, a sentence, to the artists themselves, what would you say to them? And we'll start with Tom. I'd like to just thank them. You inspire me to create. Originality, which uh, is kind of self-explanatory. Uh, how original were they, in your opinion? Carrick? Four. Out of five. Five out of five. So, we've got four for Garrick and five for Tom. Let's move on to the next 
area of enlightenment? Talent. Thomas Noble. Five, dude. Three. All right, so we've got seven total for Carrick. We've got ten total for Tom. Powerful Tom Noble with his uh, ranking system here. So listenability is our last. I give him a five. Powerful. Yep, 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 yep. They are. Tom? That's where we differ, Carrick. Really? No, I'm kidding. They get a fucking five again, dude. Yeah. I thought you were give him a six. <laughs> I thought you were going to give him a six. <laughs> I'm going above and beyond the college. <laughs> okay, so 3.75 for Carrick and a five out of five, which is a perfect score from Tom Noble. I don't even know the name of the band. What are they called? I don't know. Morning teleportation. Yes. Money teleportation? Morning. Congratulations. Morning. <laughs> Morning teleportation. And, you know, thinking about it, how nice would it be to be able to do some teleportating in the morning? Yeah. Like straight into it, the shower from bed? That'd be I awesome. think it's way better yep. at night when you're super drunk. You're like, uh, I just want some fucking, some fucking uh, Tommy's burgers right now. Boop. You're yeah, there. but then you might find yourself at like some strange person's house in their bed, thinking you're gonna bone them, but they're already boning somebody else because they don't like you. And you're like, oh, <laughs> bad decision, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just doing fucking rails of coke off your forearm while watching them make love. Well, of course. <laughs> All right, so Amanda, Amanda, let's though. end this. Let's end the album review and go on to the next segment, which is called "Come Get Your Fucking Bed." You guys ready for that shit? Oh, I'm so ready, man. I can't wait. Let's do it. Okay, so this segment is called Come Get Your Fucking Bed, or Come Get Your Bed for short. And what we do is we have uh, Craigslist ads for furniture, bed, bedding, mattresses, and we call these people, and uh, we're basically prank calling them. We have a little fun with it. And you may be wondering why. Chris, can you explain to us why we'd want to do this? Absolutely, sir. So, uh, in the early quarter of 2008, I was moving from one city to another, and I didn't have time to really take care of my things. So, my sister's, my stepsister's dad offered to pick up uh, the bed that I had. It was a California King. He drove all the way out to get it. It was a very nice gesture. And about three months later, I had moved uh, yet again, and I was in a better place, and I was getting constant you know, calls from my sister. Oh, can you take care of this bed? Can you take care of this bed? So I finally come over to the house. And I'm talking to her, uh, her father. His name is Royal Jensen. Real piece of shit. And, uh, and this guy has the gall to put the fucking bed out in the elements. He has a garage where he could easily put it in there. It's out on the side, and it had been raining for, like, three months that I was gone. So it's just just riddled with mold and filth and dirt. And he's like, yeah, so uh, when are you going to take care of this bed? I was like, dude, you left it out in the rain. You take care of it, man. I don't want it anymore. I mean, it's just been sitting here. It's not a big deal. He's like, no, why don't you just uh, pick up a machete and uh, chop it up, put it in the dumpster? I'm like, why don't you do it? (laughs) That's your problem, pal. So it came to a boiling point where I stopped talking to him. And I was on Facebook one day, and I was talking about going to the beach with some friends and tagged him in it. And eight comments down, I see this thing from Royal Jensen saying, come get your fucking bed. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So here's an ode to Royal Jensen and Chris's fucking bed. Let's get started. 
Welcome to this week's segment of Come Get Your Fucking Back. John Krasinski voice for some of it. We should do the fucking Tickler voice for some of it. And you obviously got to whip out your Royal Jensen for this in- initial run that we do. Fucking suck my dick, dog. <laughs> Give me a fucking better. Suck my dick, okay? <laughs> fucking lazy fucker. All right, so we got Lafayette. We got Kentucky. Let's go Colorado, dude. Let's go Boulder. That's where hippies are. I'm done. All right, I'm muting my microphone for this. I'm done with this. I should do the same. Hi there, I was wondering if you sell twin mattresses? Yes, sir. Alright, do you do free delivery? Okay, how much would a delivery of a bed be if I wanted to come get it? Uh, depends on where it would be at. What if it was in the same zip code as yourself? Okay, is it upstairs, downstairs? It's on the top of my loft. <laughs> uh, twin ties would run you 70 bucks. $70? Okay. Yes, sir. Come get your fucking bed! Now! <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Dude, you, you need to get more creepy with it, dude. Like, ask if they still use mattresses, and if they don't, just say really weird shit about how they can soil it with their scent. <laughs> Would you be willing to burn some cigarette holes if you said mattress? <laughs> for a movie. Thank you for calling Ordo's Furniture. Was that the same fucking guy? Yeah. Same number, I guess. Same thing, maybe. <laughs> dude, you should have done it in a different voice. <laughs> dude, it was fucking real tickler, dude. Um, I just called about the delivery of a mattress. I'm going to be coming down there to get that with my stupid bitch nigger son. <laughs> <laughs> my nigger loving son. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Am I... Excuse me for going to hell. Am I going <clears throat> to hell for thinking that? Hello, Josh. Um, do you sell queen-size mattresses? Queen? Yes. Yeah, we sure do. Okay, well, here's my thing. We're doing a movie, and I need a prop. Uh-huh. And we wouldn't be doing anything crazy with the bed. We would just be using it. I'd be willing to pay some sort of uh, holding deposit, but we would be returning it. Oh, yeah, we don't take anything in returns or anything. No, no rentals? <laughs> you don't rent beds? You don't, you don't rent out the queen mattresses or king? No, we don't. No, we don't do any kind of, like, <clears throat> okay. like that. Okay, I would be willing to purchase it then, but I would definitely need someone there in the store, perhaps maybe your manager, to roll around and really get that scent, that man scent. Excuse me? They're all in plastic. 
Okay, so there, is there any way to remove the plastic and really get down in the nooks or anything? No, they're all in plastic. Okay, well, I will be taking off that plastic when I buy it, and the salesperson will roll around a bit. Okay, we'll see you a little bit later. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Did you hear me said like four times? It's in plastic. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> Perhaps the manager of some sort. Dude, he thought I was going to go somewhere completely different with that. Ask you if they take EBT cards. <laughs> For a bed. <laughs> and then you proceed to explain to him how you're going to consume the bed. <laughs> We're going to make stuffing out of it, and I'm going to put gravy on it and eat the motherfucking I'm going to fucking eat it. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Looking for bed to sleep. To make sex. I mean sleep. Hello, I'm looking for a mattress. Are you selling beds or mattresses? Both. Okay, um, I'm... How did you find this? On, on the Craigslist. Oh, okay. Was there a particular one you saw? There was one that looked very comfortable. Okay. Uh, do you have, uh, possibly a twin-sized mattress? Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you remember the price of the one you saw? Are you looking for twins or are you looking for a queen for yourself or both? Bits of it was $40. I was looking for a twin size. Don't remember. I'm not very good with American currency. Um, okay. Do you happen to know Armenian exchange rate? Um, no, I don't. Okay. That's... <laughs> I understand because no one cares about Armenian. That's okay. I, I agree. They're so dumb. <laughs> so, okay. I can't help you there. Okay, twin size, uh, do you, can you do, can you do EBT card? Can I do what? EBT. Elect- EBT. Yeah, electronic benefits it's transfer. food stamp. Oh, credit cards or debit cards, is that kind of the same thing? Oh, uh, it is, but it's, have you heard of uh, food stamps? Like, uh, you usually use to buy food. No one's ever asked me that before. I'd have to call the credit card processing company and see if they did that. I don't know. Okay, you do that, and then I will come get fucking bed. Okay. Well, let me tell you a little bit about it. First, who am I speaking with? My name is Brill Tickler. Brill, B-R-I-L? Yes. Well, let me tell you a little bit about it, Brill. It's kind of an interesting story. Tell him to stop talking. You don't want to listen. Yes. Holy moly. For companies like Royal Heritage, Sealy, and Simmons. Um, I'm clearing out for a friend of mine who's a national furniture and mattress distributor for companies like Royal Heritage, Sealy, and Simmons. Please, 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 please stop talking. Please stop. Please stop talking. You are hurting my wiener. Oh, jeez. Please, please stop talking. Just start yelling at him. Tell him you will make typical Armenian mill mattress. Well, I'm looking to eat the mattress. Like put, I'm looking to make some kind of goulash out of the mattress and feed it to my children. 
This is Brill Tickler. <laughs> please, 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 please. Stop talking and tell me price of twin mattress that I can eat. I will pay you an EBT card, I swear to Christ. I swear to Allah. I'm sorry. Please come get my bed. Oh, Yo, come get your fucking bed. Come get your bed. Come get your fucking bed, please. Come get it. Just get your bed. Come get it. Get me my bed, please, please, please. Hundred beds. Come get those fucking beds. That is big meal. I have large family. <laughs> Alright, I fucking I got bottom. Dude, this is so awesome. Uh, that one was pretty good. <laughs> Jesus. This real tickler was way better than John Akrzewski. Please, 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 please stop talking. <laughs> Please stop talking. <laughs> that diarrhea you spill from your ass. The thing about the EBT card was so awesome. <laughs> He's, He's like, like, I don't check know. with the credit card. Nobody's ever break. asked me that before. Dude, you should call him back, like, seriously, in a couple days. <laughs> yeah, and be like, I'm going to save this number. Like, next week, let's call this guy back and be like, did you find out about the EBT card? And if you didn't, call him a stupid uh, donkey-brained nigger. Dude, we'll, we'll call him as another character. Alright, so that concludes Come Get Your Fucking Bed. What a great game. And uh, we want to thank Morning Teleportation. And we want to thank Mr. Tom Noble. And Mr. Chris Lowe. And the AMP Podcast. Thank you guys for letting us do this. The Alternative Music Podcast. Second idea.